0: An incredible plane crash into the World Trade Center here at the uh, lower tip of Manhattan. This is a special encore presentation of OP Radio with American hero and Navy SEAL, Robert O'Neill. It's believed the 737 has crashed into this speculation at this point, but at least three floors taken out. This edited version has been released in memory of those we've lost on 9-11 and to all of our first responders and military personnel who serve us with their most precious gift their lives. We say thank you on behalf of the Westwood One Podcast Network and OP Radio. We
1: saw a plane coming very low, and everyone said, wow, that plane is very, very low. I was walking to work, and all of a sudden, I see a jet crash into the first tower, and then we heard the crash. We ran we to the window. The building. It went into the trade we center. We the trade center. We, we saw the out. shrapnel
2: fall, and then we said, get out. there's another one. Another plane just hit. Oh my
3: God, another plane has just hit. I heard a roar and I looked around thinking that it had to be a helicopter and I looked up and I saw the second plane hit. I can
0: hear you. I can hear you. The rest of the world hears you and the people... Tonight,
3: I can report to the American people and to the world that the United States has conducted an operation that killed Osama bin Laden, the leader of Al Qaeda, and a terrorist who's responsible for the murder of thousands of innocent men, women, and children. And because of the extraordinary bravery of the men and women who wear this nation's uniform and the outstanding work of our intelligence agencies, Osama bin Laden will never again threaten the United States of America.
0: Now here's your host, Greg Hughes.
3: So before you go on the mission, a couple of things I found fascinating when I talked to you last time was the fact that you were convinced you weren't going to yeah. survive it. Which, which I had, uh, I
2: had um,
3: the last meal
2: right. with my kids that they didn't know was the last meal. One of my daughters was so young that uh, I actually took her to um, Chick fil A. Right. And she met a girl her age, and they went playing in the ball pit, and that little girl was with her grandmother. And I sat there talking to her grandmother, thinking, This woman has no idea who she's talking to. I'm going to die trying to kill Bin Laden tonight.
3: How do you wrap your head around that being a father? You know,
2: 9 11, the conversation that we had, um, because we talked about this, like, if we know we're going to die, why are we. I mean, why are we going? Right. The, the best way to put it in perspective is we're not going for fame. We're going for the single mom who dropped her kids off at elementary school on a beautiful Tuesday morning and 45 minutes later, she jumped to her death out of a skyscraper because that, believe it or not, was a better alternative Mm -hmm. than what's going on inside at 2,500 degrees Fahrenheit. And the last thing she did, her her last gesture of human decency was to hold her skirt down so no one could see her underwear as she committed suicide. (sighs) And she was not supposed to,
3: she didn't want to do any of that. And she's not supposed to fight. We're here to fight
2: and that's why we're going. Robert,
3: I I get all that obviously, but now as a father, Now you're going to leave your kids without a father. Yeah. So I, I, how do you wrap your head around it? I asked I the question letter, again.
2: I wrote a letter to them, all of them and just explained. You and, know, I like the one daughter that's always in the story was seven when we went after Bin Laden. She was one when we rescued uh, the lone survivor. She was four when we rescued Captain Richard Phillips. Now she's seven. Yeah. But I didn't write a letter to the seven-year-old girl. I wrote a letter to the 27-year-old woman explaining how I'm sorry I missed her wedding. Jeez. And I know she was beautiful. And thanks for taking care of your sisters. And what we did was noble, and here's why. And I mean, the letter that my, one of my regrets in life is as soon as I got back, I shredded the letter because these letters we wrote, you can't even give it to your best friend because yeah. he's going to die too. Right. You got to find someone you trust that doesn't know what you're doing with instructions on what to do. And if if, if you see me tomorrow, give them back to me. Yeah. What? But if you don't do this,
3: why did you shred the letter? I don't know.
2: I, I just didn't want to read them again. I didn't want to relive that. And I wish I would have kept them now.
3: Well, no, I, know I understand in a way because that, that's pretty heavy. Yeah. And you want to almost like and, get in rid the, of that in, in, the,
2: in the moment because at the moment, the day we got back is the best day of our lives, and we are going to be best friends forever. There's going to be no controversy.
3: Right. We're all friends. But you could have you could have pulled that letter out when your, your kids are misbehaving. Oh,
2: look. <laughs> <laughs> Hit them with it. Now, read are this. Are you serious? Read no this, and here's some pray. tissues.
3: You understand the sacrifice I was going to do for our country? Yeah. Do your homework.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, um, but, I mean, it was a very emotional time. And I even bought uh, going-away presents that they, get, they got. They don't know why they got them. Well, were they? And uh, I don't even remember. But I bought myself Prada sunglasses because I, I, I saw them. And nice. I, I, I thought that I couldn't uh, – um, I, I can't afford them. Yeah. They're, they're 240 bucks. but I'm going to be dead next week. I've got an American, American Express card. <laughs> and uh, I, I actually brought them with me on the mission. I carried them in my pocket. Wow. Because uh, what if we do live through the night and have to steal a car? and drive four hours to Islamabad where we have embassies. If it comes to that, the sun's going to be up, and I, I'm going to need sunglasses, and, and I'm wearing Prada.
3: I guarantee <laughs> I, I, I guarantee the ride back you put those sunglasses on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah I'm oh, yeah. uh-huh. in a safe place. And what it? was the probability that uh, you guys were not going to make it?
2: I thought I thought 100% we were going to kill him, but I thought about 95% we're going to die 95%. with 95%? that uh, the, the house is gonna blow up. And we, when we went up the last set of stairs, I had one guy in front of me and I actually, he jumped on people he thought were suicide bombers. Yeah. And I turned to the right and there's Bin Laden. And when I, when I went up the stairs, I didn't, it, it's not like, hey, brave Navy SEAL movie. It was. I'm tired of thinking about it. Right. Let's get it over with. Let's wow. get this explosion over.
1: When you when you locked eyes, then on Mike Tim. When, when you locked eyes with him for the first time, when you yeah. want to
3: you want to jump right to that. There's so much other stuff, oh, but, Tim. Oh my
1: God, I'm just like
3: <laughs> a guy jumps on these
1: other do, guys. Do you understand
3: how to grow? To, uh, time spent listening with these podcasts. Uh, you don't yeah, give away the, this the is, money shot ten minutes but into that's the podcast. A,
1: amazing what you just said. Uh, you know, one of your fellow comrades jumps yep. on these uh, suicide, potential suicide bombers yeah. to protect
3: you. Tim, sit down. Oh, my God. I am like... No, sit down because I'm way more...
2: So it wasn't to protect me. It was it was to it was shield of- the blast so the guy behind him could get a shot at Bin Laden. He didn't even know it was me. He just knew it was one of his guys. Yeah. We can tell the whole story. Yeah, right? so yeah. Tell, tell the whole story. But we can is, jump around too. It's fine. It's so okay. you,
3: I, I like to jump it around, actually. So you, you, you write the letters, and now it's go time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Well, Wilkins it was neat because
2: we went over to... Um, We've, we've pre-staged. We went to Afghanistan, Jalalabad Airfield. where there was already a SEAL team from our same SEAL team. And they were the ultimate professionals. Could you imagine being over there deployed and they bring another team in to do the job that you should be doing? That happened. They ended up rescuing us. Really? Yeah, they were just cool. And they weren't on the stealth helicopters. They were on the other ones. So, wow. like, if they're going to get shot down. Right. But we got there and we're... Um, we're uh, a couple days early. We hadn't been given the green light yet. There were still a few options, but we wanted to be as close to Pakistan as we could in case they said, go now.
3: How many hours was that by, uh, by helicopter at this point? Uh, uh,
2: from Jalalabad to his house was 90 minutes. 90 minutes. So, um, um, but yeah, so we, we were there, and, and it's, it's, it's interesting because we all accept that something bad could happen, catastrophic, like Desert One when they, when they lost so many guys trying to rescue the Iranian uh, hostages. So it was interesting because we'd play poker. Um, we'd work out. I remember watching the draft, the NFL draft, and I, I'm a Redskins fan. And I'm thinking, um, I wonder if they're going to take a right tackle or, or the left. Are they going to do a line? And I remember thinking, well, what does it matter now? I'm going to be dead in, in a couple of days. So
3: You're sitting there just, just okay the with the fact that you're
2: most likely going to die. Not okay with it. It was almost like, what if they do a missile strike? I mean, I want to go on the mission, but maybe you know, I'll live. Right. And you're kind of torn between that, but then you're like, no, I got to go. Because if I – and what if we don't go? I mean, imagine being – yeah. 70 years old thinking back, Jesus, we had a chance to get bin Laden. Because if we hit him with a missile, they're never going to admit he's dead. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that would he's be, like a, a, he's like a that'd be a new tomorrow. problem because
3: yeah. then people are like, no, he didn't they die. Then sighted. the conspiracy theories would start up yeah. and all that.
2: Well, we even made up the dialysis thing. That was us. Yeah. He wasn't sick. Yeah. We made it up so we know people were lying. Right. When they say, hey, we found bin Laden, we, I saw him, was, we saw the dialysis, we're like, mm,
3: isn't that great? One. Hey, by the way, I do want to jump in and say that's why I bow to all military guys because I can't, I still can't wrap my head around thinking that way and the well, training it takes. And
2: with us, where we worked as a tier one. Seal team, um, we we didn't have the most dangerous job. Think about the Marines that are out there walking through minefields, right? And they and they get hit, right? And they watch their buddies get blown in half, and the, and soldiers and sailors and airmen, like there's people out there with a way more. D- driving Route Irish in Baghdad, yeah. Like there's some we got to fight at night on our terms, like right. we can see and the enemy can't, yeah. So it wasn't. I mean, obviously the Bin Laden mission, we're accepting death, but it was not like we were. There are guys out there that don't get the credit.
3: That is so weird. And so you're oh. 90 minutes away. Do, do you throw on a party tape or something? You yeah, did, to I get listen. Pumped? People, that's a common question. What? And, oh, I thought it was a good question. I forgot about that. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: don't you want to tell them about how you picked up your first podcasting kit?
2: <laughs> 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 yeah, they, I got asked. Uh, I got asked what the last song I listened to. It, it was uh, it was Red Nation by Lil Wayne and the Game. Oh no kidding. And, and TMZ asked me that once, and I told them, and then then. Even like uh, someone like the game tweeted out, is like, hey, uh, thanking yeah. us. And I was like, that's a kick ass song about you know, killing Satan and, and blood in the air, leave blood on the ground. Right. Little Wayne just cool, and so is the game. That right. Awesome. Uh, what do you got, Michael? But Rob, on the plane going there, you were saying the same thing over and over yeah. and over again. Well, I was counting. Um, we were talking earlier about if something could happen, but you worrying about it's not going to affect it, there's, stop worrying about it. One of my favorite life advice is get over it. Just get over it. Yeah. Um, so stop thinking about it. So guys did that. And it was interesting, there, there were guys asleep on the ride to Osama Milan's uh, house. Ha, how awesome is that?
3: That is amazing. Uh, c-
2: yeah, and I, I mean, I, I, was, I, I was counting, right? I right. was counting just zero to 1,000, 1,000 to zero. I learned that a long time ago in uh, in Kosovo. They sent us in a sniper, and not snipers, more armed observers to make sure no atrocities are happening. So you're up there, and Kosovo's got some pretty serious mountains, vegetation. But to sit there and stare through a spotting scope four hours on, four hours off, you just get, you lose your mind. So would you count. Just right. to keep your mind working. So that's what I was doing. But like Mike was saying, I, um, as Hollywood as it sounds, and I have the tattoo to prove it, as soon as it, somehow, uh, 80 minutes into the flight when we banked to the south, I was like 5.56, 5.57. Freedom itself was attacked this morning by a faceless coward, and freedom will be defended.
3: That's, that was I'm Bush. Like, I went out in
2: hell. That I, it was Bush. Yeah. And I just kept saying that over and over. And then I sort of stopped. I'm like, I'm on this mission. Oh, my God. And then the door opens, and you're looking at a city. It's a resort town in Pakistan. You know, there's a golf course right over there,
3: and it's they don't know what we're coming, and that's it. The I mean. counting and reciting that quote—that's that's very meditative. Do you meditate? Nah, that, I
2: would then. I would on because
3: uh, just even counting is sort of a yeah, form does, of meditation, you know, just to kind of clear a, the does, clear the head yeah, and, helps, and, and uh, get get your focus back. Mm-hmm. And then the sleeping thing. Do you know what it takes cannot, to get me to sleep a good night? And these guys are snoozing on the way to kill Osama bin Laden. That that's a real man. Yeah. yeah. So now you're, you're, uh, you see the compound and you're getting close. Well, yeah, and then we
2: didn't know the damn helicopter crashed. The other one, what, what, what they said was... Uh, they don't um, tell
3: you this. Well,
2: it was, it, there's a little bit of chaos involved. Um, and we're not talking a lot, but what they said, they told us, because they were dash one, we were dash two, as simple as it sounds. What they said was dash one, we, we thought we heard was dash one going around, dash one going around meaning they just took fire and they're going to do a racetrack. But what they were saying was dash one going down, dash one going down. And that's when they crashed. And so our pilot, we were going to drop snipers and a dog uh, and an interpreter outside. And then we're going to fly my team to the roof of Bin Laden's house. The plan was get on the roof, jump down to the third deck, gunfight through the glass. That's him. Because the woman that found him told us that's where he would be. And she turned out to be 100% right on everything she told us. And
3: she knew to the minute that he was still going to be there by the time you Well, she was
2: getting frustrated because the the day we met her, she's like 100%. Third floor, this building. Why aren't we going now? Wow. Why
3: are we here? And 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 you and they knew that he wasn't leaving to do anything. No, they thought she thought he was going to leave in a few months. But I mean, uh, uh, doing daily stuff. No, he doesn't leave the house. So he barely left that room. He would
2: walk around the. He would leave. There was a stairwell, I guess, that he would take downstairs, and he would. They saw a guy that they they named him the Pacer, and that's how she knew it was him because he's a taller dude wearing different clothes, and he's walking around the same spot never leaving the house and anytime um, anyone was doing any manual labor with the animals or, or planting anything yeah. he would stop and say hello but he'd never help so he's he's a shake what did she get for for the intel she didn't even get a, oh, what, how did she do it or what she get what, afterwards what did she get afterwards I saw her later here in New York and uh, she said I didn't even get a parking spot she's the one that knew it Right. Nobody believed her, and then as soon as we get him, everybody wants an award. Right. Was she military? No, she was one of the three-letter agencies. Really. She got nothing. A bonus? Anything? I don't think so. Trip to Cancun? Something? You think you'd give her something? Right. <laughs> she-, she was awesome. Those. She the 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 depiction of that woman in Zero Dark Thirty is really close. Yeah. Wow, yeah, they did a okay. great job with
3: her. Very cool. Yeah, and she's a badass. So now uh, your helicopter lands.
2: So we well, yeah, but we were going to go to the roof, but the the uh, the helicopter lifted up and went back down. So it landed us right back where we just landed the other guys, because that pilot saw the other pilot crash. He's like, if he can't hover there, I'm not going to try to hover above the house. I don't want to crash.
3: So he put us down. And, and you guys were
0: prepared for all oh, yeah, scenarios. Like, well,
2: put us, the, I remember thinking, I remember just one of those snapshots in life where I, my right foot hits the ground, and I said, uh, I guess we're just going to start the war from here. Pretty cool. And, Rob, tell the one – we'll bring some humor into it. Tell the one funny thing that one of the Navy SEALs said, guys, we have to be careful. When we got into the house, so we, we tried to blow up the – we knew there was a a, a, a double-hinged door off to our left facing the compound, so the northeast side of the compound. So we went and put a, a huge seven-foot charge of C6, which is a monster. And it blew the door open, but there's a brick wall behind it. So the breacher looked back, just just kind of kind of going through muscle memory. He said, "Okay, failed breach, meaning we didn't get in." He goes, yeah. "He goes, this is bad." And I, I remember saying, "No, this is good. That's a fake door. He's in there. No one puts a fake door on their house." Right. So we go now. We thought the other helicopter. I'm, I'm getting to that point, Mike. Uh, we thought that the uh, other helicopter was still flying. So we had told them, "All right, failed breach northeast corner. Now we're going to blow the carport, meaning that's the one we've seen open. The cars yeah. go in and out." And they said, no, 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 don't blow it. We'll just open it. And then the door opens and the thumb comes out. So we're looking at the thumb and then another situation in life where it doesn't matter how we got here. I don't need to know how, we're just here. We'll talk about it later. I didn't know how my guys got in there. And so we finally get now there uh, there was gunfire going off at this point. Uh, They killed a bra in the guest house. One of my guys just shot two of the people in the bottom. That's when I got in there. So now there's women and children kind of moving around. Um, And there's a long hallway. And you don't want to stand in a hallway ever because guy bad guys will put a gun in a hallway just spray. So I actually saw other Navy SEALs grabbing children who were obviously startled and putting them with women, like so they don't need to be a they can be a, a, with as little amount of fear as possible. Which Al Qaeda would not do that to our kids. No, of course. So we're watching not. the good guys, right? And then so I back into the room and I remember looking up for um, explosives because they'll go hang them from the ceiling and that's what's going to take the whole house down on top of you and kill you. Don't I don't see any of that. I'm watching my guys work, they're just working, and I remember being so proud of how cool these guys are. Because I have a front row seat to the best mission in modern history, and I'm watching my guys just be cool as ever. I, I've got nothing to do, so I'm standing there, and, and that's when one of my guys said, helicopter crashed. He whispered, in my helicopter, helicopter crashed. Now I'm thinking, like I mentioned those other SEALs that were on the, the Chinooks, the big ones, 45 minutes behind us, I'm thinking they got spotted, and they got shot down, and we just lost 60 guys. And I go, oh, my God, what, what helicopter crashed? And he goes, bro, our helicopter crashed in the front yard. You walked right past it. <laughs> so it, did, it just didn't register because there's so much. And that now at this point, though, the timing was impeccable. Oh, my God. The timing was impeccable because right? at this point, one of our snipers who had the dog and the dog handler, they were running around the entire perimeter to make sure no one escaped through whatever kind of escape tunnel. Yeah. And that's when he saw the, uh, the tail of the helicopter over the famous part where it eventually fell down. And he came over the radio and said, all right, guys, be on alert. They are definitely ready for us. They have a training mock-up of our super-secret helicopter in the front yard. (laughs) (laughs) And that's where his mind is because he was on my helicopter. And then you hear the boss frustrated. He goes, no, you jackass. That's ours. We crashed. And then the sniper comes back with, yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Carry on. And I'm in the house. Like, what are we talking about? We got to go upstairs and get your lot
1: Yeah, this turn- So this is
2: this is the convers- These are the conversations that are being had as we're trying to get upstairs. This there. is turning into an
3: SNL skit. All of a sudden, <laughs> can
1: I ask one question? <laughs> it is these guys that have the dogs. Yeah, you know, and you get so attached to that animal, and that oh, yeah. animal the it becomes part- an equal.
2: It's part of a pack.
1: Yeah, so how then do you leave the service and leave the dog behind?
2: They take the dog with them. Yeah. They do. Yeah, they oh retire the God. dogs. The, uh, the, this dog, Cairo. Oh Cairo. Um, he, he had been shot uh, with an AK 47 in the mm. chest twice before this mission oh. and lived. When we heard, you know, we have um, what we would say is uh, um, an Eagle WIA, you know, wounded in action, we call ourselves Eagles, EWIA. And we were trying to ask for a call sign so we know who it is. We never, never say a name, and they said, well, it's a canine. So the are like, Cairo, well, if the dog gets shot, man, the dog dies. It's a little, I mean, compared to a human, AK 47, they don't have body armor. And Cairo lived. Wow. And then he went on the Bin Laden raid. Wow. wow. He Cairo has two silver stars. I have two silver stars. <laughs> <laughs> Is the dog still alive? No, Cairo did die. Um, oh. Just old. Yeah. But he was with us. He was funny, too, because there's so much bolt that came out of this mission. One of the missions was we had, like, this $20,000 titanium teeth that we put in Cairo's mouth. Not the case. Cairo had one tooth because he had gum disease. He just was there for his nose. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, the- did
3: they uh, have one of those funerals where everyone's um, crying?
2: I don't know what they did with Cairo. He was he was retired, and his, his some his of those hammer.
3: some of those police dogs when they die in the funerals and and everybody's crying stopped. will just bring you to your knees. One of my
2: well, the guy that can't handle him, he retired with him and lived with him, and he he said he was he had to, he had to put him down, and he said he was there holding Cairo's hand as he died, which is just and I hope he writes a book about his story. We're we're trying to get his uh, the the vest that Cairo wore in Bin Laden. On the bin laden raid to the memorial right down the
3: street um all right so now uh yeah now, so we're in the house yeah now we're in the and house,
2: and the guys are working and i'm just chilling now, now that i know that no one got hurt are you starting to think i don't have anything else to do well, here I'm like, well yeah i'm like this house is you're looking around yet. making <clears throat> sure everyone's <clears throat> cool and, and, it's and almost safe like, and, and, and they're all ahead of me yeah i'm not in danger this 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 is secure i just gotta i gotta wait for them to to that door at the end of the hallway that's barricaded mm-hmm. That's obviously where the stairwell is. I'm, I'm not missing that. And then they breach it. It opens. And then they start moving up. That's when I leave my thing and go behind them. And I'm like uh, eight guys back. So there's seven seals or so in front of me. And the woman that found bin Laden said, I don't know what the house looks like on the inside, but there will be a stairwell. And when you get to that stairwell, you're going to run into Khalid bin Laden, uh, Osama bin Laden's 20-year-old son. He will be armed. And here's how cool this woman was. She said, that's his last line of defense. You get you take care of him, you can get a shot at the big guy. Now, that's just cool. So we got to the stairwell. Wait, how did she know that? I don't know. How did she know that part? She, she knew somehow through intercepted phone calls that Khalid lives on the second floor. He's going to hear the commotion downstairs. He'll be waiting on the stairwell with the AK-47 that he has. Wow. So she's, I mean, just an analyst. Very, yeah. very smart woman. So um, we started going up the stairs. There he was, and he jumped behind a banister. And he was armed. And I'm watching, and I'm looking upstairs with you know six seven guys in front of me and at this point I've been in urban environments in gunfights you want to take as many guys as you can away from that situation let the first two or three guys handle it because if he chucks a grenade it just goes downhill And but we're probably going to die anyway and this is going to be awesome I got to see how this goes down I just I'm, I'm I don't have a shot but I'm going to watch I got to see does he pin the corner quickly try to get a shot does he grab him try to beat him yeah. um, and it was dark and it was quiet and here's how good of an operator he was he just whispered Khalid Irfayda, Khalid Delta Raja to come here, or something like come here, in two different languages. He knew Khalid spoke, and he said his name twice, and that confused Khalid. So he leaned his head over the bannister and said, what?
3: And that was it.
2: That's it. Wow. That's the coolest, coolest so, thing I've ever so, seen.
3: So now there's no one in the way.
2: Now now we don't know. We just think they're suicide bombers, maybe. Okay. So we get through that. We get to the second floor, and then um, that's when everyone other than the guy in front peeled off because you want to clear the areas Open spaces, closed spaces, unknowns. Uh, before you go up. So, but I'm the last guy, so I can't leave the point man alone. So I put my hand on his shoulder. So I'm. He's going to look forward and up. He's looking up the stairs through a curtain. The curtain's at the end of the stairwell, and I'm waiting for more guys. Once I get more guys, I know that this area is clear and we can go up. But he started seeing people moving. He assumed they're putting on vests. So he's his, the way his mind started working is, um, we can beat him to it if we go now. We got to go now. And he started talking. And you never talk. We don't talk to each other. He's like, we, gotta go. we got to go. He knows he's got a guy, but we got to go. And that's when I kind of thought to myself, well, let's, let's get it over with. I gave him a squeeze. I wanted more guys, but we just had us. We just were so thin. So I squeezed him. He went up the stairs, pushed the curtain, and tackled the tackled – the, the, turned out to be women. Like we were talking about earlier, to absorb the blast for the guy behind him. We, he and I talked about it later, and he
3: said, uh, "So that guy tackled the women, just assuming they were going to, assuming do they're going to blow
2: up. If 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 you can change the angle of the blast because they're shooting BBs, yeah, yeah,
3: that maybe the guy behind him will live
2: and get the shot. That's He's going to die, uh, that's and that's what he did. I mean, this this story will be told. This guy should get a medal of honor at some point. And Rob, the one thing that you said to me that always like really resonated with me was when you said
1: you didn't care about your life at that point, but once he said Khalid, Khalid, and actually killed him, you said."
2: this story needs to be told. He just might have changed, like, history. He could, yeah, he did. What I mean, what if Khalid kills everybody? In, what if he sprays everybody? kills yeah. all seven guys. We're yeah. not getting them, Bin Laden. Right. Pakistanis will get there. So, yeah, so he, he did that, and then he did that, which this, like, my friend Britt Stolinski was awarded the Medal of Honor 16 years ago for Robert's Ridge. This guy, if he, I mean, he's one of those just poster child Navy SEAL um, that won't come out uh, and tell a story, but he should, in a, some way get the Medal of Honor for that yeah. move wow. so he did that and just and it was again it wasn't me being brave it's simply because he went that way my tactics dictate I go this way I turn that way and there's Bin Laden standing there and he's got his hands on his wife's shoulders and he's sort of pushing her forward toward me and then just the way that my escalation of force went is taller than I thought skinnier than I thought that's a shorter gray beard um, that's his nose that's Bin Laden he's not surrendering he's a threat I need to treat him as a suicide bomber which means if if I think you're a suicide bomber, you basically have less than a second to convince me not to kill you, and and the way and people I got criticism for well, you shot them in the face. What about recognition? If anyone criticizes that, they've never dealt with a suicide bomber. I have. You shoot them in the face because I've seen I've seen bombers go off, and it is very very loud and scary and permanent.
3: Uh, and. You t- you s- you get criticized for this. it's just, Isn't that it, just, crazy? it just amazes me. Well, even you even, shouldn't have even, shot him in the face. Oh really well, mean, what would you do? Yeah, hero? Well,
2: even even with the Brits Levibinsky thing, you should read some of the hate Medal of Honor. yeah, and all they're talking about is hate because he he left the mountain. It's like, have you ever been shot at by nineteen machine guns at ten feet, yeah at once at night.
1: But when you were sitting there looking him straight in the eye, was there a second there where you were just like,
0: "Holy no, nice. no, no,
2: no!" Came after because when I saw him, like looking back on it, I should I should have said, "Where you been, Laden?" <laughs> 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 oh God! <laughs> be here all week. Ah, try the meatloaf. Yeah.
3: I, so, I, I asked you last time a year ago when we talked. Uh, did you see fear in Osama bin Laden's I so. eyes? You did. I think so. As a human being, yeah. human to human, you went, "Wow, that's fear right there."
2: Yeah, and then they actually they played us the, the one time. The agency played us the phone call that the brothers made to each other as the guys were coming in to get them. And they were speaking Arabic, obviously. I have never heard fear a grown man with a high pitched voice like that. But just hearing the screaming, and then you hear my guy's gunshots, and then it's silent. It's so cool. So I shoot him, and his wife is still there, so I, I have to move her. She's not a threat now. You can tell. You can tell. Um, so I moved her to the bed Because I killed him At the foot of the bed The pictures are on the internet You can see where his, his head I know out. what that
1: looks Is like with the Not a threat thing I, I was married once
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah right So we um, But the, the, So <laughs> um, So I move her to the bed And as I move Wait moved what, what
3: picture is out there
2: Of where Bin Laden's blood is You can see his, oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, and okay. his head Oh yeah I thought you meant and Of the wife And there's a picture Of Khalid
3: there too His,
2: okay. his, his actual picture Is pretty graphic Right um, But then I saw His two year old son Standing there And I'm a father and I look at this kid and I'm like, this poor kid has nothing to do with this. And he shouldn't have seen that. It, one of those emo- so the emotions are kind of all over the place. Then I set him down next to his mom because I don't want him to be afraid. And then, uh, then other SEALs are coming in the room. And that's when it starts to sink in. And then a, a guy came up to me, one of, my, one of the operators, and he just looked at me. And, it comes, and it kind of de- they kind of depicted this part in the movie Zero Dark Thirty. They didn't do it right. But he looked at me and he goes, um, are, are you good? And I said, no, what, what are we supposed to do now? And he smiled, this huge smile, and he goes, now we find the computers. We do this every night for years. And I went, yeah, that's what we do. You're right, I'm back. And he goes, yeah, you just, you just killed Osama Bin Laden, man. Your life no, just changed.
3: Now, Osama Bin Laden's dead, but you are still got to be thinking that uh, we could still be losing our lives yeah, here. Yeah, well,
2: see, that's where the next emotion comes in, because you're like,
3: oh, this is great. We did exactly we, what we're, supposed, we what we're to do, supposed to do, but, to but the there's no the guarantee we're, we're going we're gonna to be safe.
2: Now it's like, let's get this done as quickly as we can, and we might live.
3: Robert O'Neill, what a pleasure. Thank you so much, brother. And And I bow to you and I bow to all the
0: military guys. Thank you for listening to this encore presentation of OP Radio. To hear it in its entirety, please download Episode 11, The Man Who Killed Osama Bin Laden. And once again, prayers to the victims and families of this tragic event. We will never forget you. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.